While your day is winding down, they're just getting started. This is South Coast Tonight with Chris McCarthy and Marcus Farrow. They've got you covered on all the news of the day. From local issues to politics on both sides of the aisle. This is the place where the movers and shakers come to be heard. To listen. And where they're held accountable. This is South Coast Tonight on WBSM. Song isn't playing. Oh, there it is. Here we go. That's all right, Marcus. <laughs> Marcus, when, when you're not hearing something, you got to assume you're like, you're like, oh, it's my fault. Yeah. This is a good song, man. Really good. Yeah. Welcome to South Coast tonight. We have Scott Lang here, the former mayor of New Bedford. Um, Future mayor of New Bedford as well? Well, (laughs) I think right now it's former, right? Yeah, former. For now, yeah. The Honorable. The Honorable. The Honorable Scott Lang. That I'm going to quibble with, but the former is all right. We always like having Scott in. Yeah. Um, I think it's important to remember. He's our first guest. He was our first guest. Now he's our fourth guest. Yes, thank you, and I, yeah. I appreciate that. Right. I hope no one has sat in this chair or used this mic. Since left. We put plastic over it. Mm-hmm. It's like right. the, you know, it's it's like the visitors from the old country. We put plastic on the furniture here, but um, when you're not here, we take the, we take the plastic off the furniture when Scott Lang shows up. The uh, the mayor also, I'd want to point out, um, and I think it's important that you uh, frequent our sponsors when necessary or, or required. But Scott is a sponsor, not only of a guest, but also a sponsor. He and his law firm sponsor this program, and I really do appreciate that. I know you you as listeners do, too. Otherwise, you'd have to put a dime into your radio every time you listen to us, <laughs> right. right? Scott puts the dime in for you. Thank you, Scott. No, I'm, I'm happy to do that. Any Anytime you get a discussion going about local issues, showcase the people in this area, no matter what they do, and then showcase people running for office. I'm all for it, and you can count on me. Thanks, guys, very much. So, just to, to start, we got a lot of things. Um, g- g- yeah, g- we got a lot of things to talk about. We'll have the mayor here. Obviously, you can give us give him a call five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred. Marks, and I'll be here, obviously, as well. Um, I just want to start off by talking a little bit about the upcoming ballot question in in New Bedford and Fall River on the train, the MBTA district, the MBTA. Um, you, of course, are a champion for that project. It's question five. Question five. Yeah. Um, give us your thoughts on that, Scott, and then the importance of why people should get out to vote. I will. First, I, w- I want to say that uh, 
You didn't mention when I said quibble, the duck came down from the ceiling. That was a, that was a word for tonight. I'm, I appreciate that, and I'm I'm very happy that I stumbled on quibble. Uh, Joe Marks. So let's let's talk about something that's really important, and that's voting again. And I, I think I was here right before the primary, and uh, I encouraged everyone to vote. Right. And I thought that our turnout uh, was. Tepid. Yes. Here comes the duck again. Here comes the duck. Tepid, right? <laughs> it was not what it should be. And no. It's got to be robust. Right. Because, uh, if, and especially with this radio station, which is the voice of the people, right. you need, if you're calling here, if you're listening here, you need to go register and vote, cast your vote, cast your say, right? Tomorrow so, is the start of early voting. That's why Scott's here. Tomorrow is the first day that you can vote. Right, and, and it seems to me, get a jump on it, because then you don't have to worry about it. Right. By now, I would hope that everyone has decided what they're going to, uh, how they're going to cast their ballot. And I don't, it doesn't matter how you cast your ballot. It matters that you cast your ballot. Right. Now, I want to say, the last time I was here, I stumbled on something that I hadn't realized, and that was that Tabor Mills is no longer a voting site. Yeah. Correct. And we, you know, and I don't want to beat an issue that we've already hit. But I think that's extremely short-sighted, and it needs to be corrected in the future. Because the more voting sites you have within neighborhoods and within natural neighborhoods and natural boundaries and places that we've always considered in New Bedford to be part of a neighborhood, Correct. the higher the vote total. Right. So if I have to go across uh, Ashley Boulevard and Cushion Avenue and over basically to Belleville, in order to, or North Front, Belleville, I guess in this case now, to cast a vote, turnout's going to go down. Turnout's going to go down. I don't care if it goes down three votes. That's three votes too many. So right. what I want to say is everyone who lives in a in a uh, building where there are precincts located and you can cast a vote, take that elevator or use the stairs, go down there and vote and vote early in the morning. Get it done. If you're going to work early, polling places are, are open late at night after after people return from work. Please go vote. And however you're going to vote. Correct. We respect it. Just go vote. Let us know that you are, in fact, part of the participatory democracy that makes up our system of government. Now, the uh, and the last and more importantly, uh, Election Day this year is the 8th of November. And on the 11th of November, we're going to be celebrating Veterans Day. Right. If you don't understand the relationship between Veterans Day, Memorial Day, 4th of July, Independence Day, and the right to vote, then I would suggest, first of all, we need to make sure we're teaching that in school and yes. doubling up how yeah. we're teaching it. But secondly, sit down, go on whatever your favorite Wikipedia, whatever your favorite research engine is, and uh, you know, make sure it's authentic in some way. But read about the sacrifices that have been made by the men and women of this country hey, from go, the first day. Go see Dan LeBlanc, who was a veteran agent in Freetown, right? Who left his arm on the battlefield yeah. in Vietnam. Right. Or, you, or, you want to see someone, what the real sacrifice is out there oh, for your right to vote. Absolutely. And, and, and we have veterans throughout this area. All of them. Still World War I. Uh, I'm sorry, my, my <laughs> grandfather. Uh, World War II vets. World War One vets that no, are still... They, no, they can't be, right? We, no, there aren't, but there are pictures of them all over the place and schools named after them. Yeah. And, and we all understand uh, the sacrifices that have been made going back Particularly to the American Revolutionary War. In New Bedford, New Bedford was a patriotic... World War One division. Right, yeah. right, right. The most, the most patriotic city that I know of, the most... 
per square foot, the biggest, smallest military museum in the world. Yes. And the idea, you know, that we have people who say, well, I didn't get around to it. It's, it's, it wasn't my, you know, it wasn't the, the, the best day for me. We owe those people who gave their lives, their limbs, whatever, their families for me. Right. To, go, <laughs> to go and vote. I mean, oh, it's just God. absolutely something we have to do. However you vote, right? right. So it doesn't matter how that, you vote. Correct. I, I, so, I, go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. There's, there's, uh, I, I think that three mics is too much. In this <laughs> I, I can't believe I, I got the, I got the mayor off book. You I did. You I did. got the three, mayor off you book. You did. The, um, Maybe Scott, I'll run for mayor. The, you got it. The, the, the reality of it is that outside politicians and inside politicians pay attention to the turnout numbers. All right. Yeah. They don't, the public cannot, you don't know how someone votes. You can guess, but you don't know how, but you know whether they showed up or not. It's a yeah. matter of public record. It's absolutely, it's, it's, it's almost ironic that we each period during it, pre, previous to a primary election, or, you know, whether it's local, national, state, we talk about the idea that, well, we really need to go out and vote. Because it should be absolutely second nature, you know, at this time of year. Now, having said all of that, you asked me an, an important question. Yes. And that's the first thing I want to say is when you vote in New Bedford, when you vote in Fall River, uh, when you eventually vote in uh, different towns in this area, you are going to be asked to, in essence, approve that your city or town is going into the MBTA district. Right. And that is something that... Uh, uh, in New Bedford's case, we're the largest city in the state that doesn't have the train. Right. But before we're able to accept the train into our area, uh, we have to vote through a referendum that's on the ballot this this uh, November 8th, question five, as to whether or not you want New Bedford to be in the MBTA district. Now, MBTA district comes with an assessment. We already pay an assessment to CERTA, which right. is the bus company and the transportation company in this area. Our assessment to CERTA is well above what the assessment would be for CERTA and the MBTA combined. So within the amount we pay, which is about $1.4 million each year, we pay it now for the, for the bus service, we also get the train. So it is a net zero. Right. It is a net zero. And by the way, if you say, well, does that mean that the train next year is going to be 1.5 and we'll have to come up with, with another 100000 the way our assessment is set up, it, and I'll say this in two ways, as a citizen and also as a former elected official, our assessment is set up in such a way that we have a fairly significant cushion. Yeah. So we're not going to be in a situation where we vote for it this year, we're fine, and the next year, a year after we start going up in the assessment, number one. Number two, if that happened, the first thing we would do is go back to the state house and ask for our money back <laughs> for, yeah. for mass transportation. So. The, the idea that somehow this is a money game is is just not correct. Now, what does the train do for us? This is this is like talking about voting. You know, this should be second nature. Right. The By train, the way, we see your calls on the line. We'll take them in a moment at 508-996-0500. So, so the, train, the train provides New Bedford with a tremendous opportunity. And you can say, well, is, is it going to Boston? It's going to Boston, but also going to every city or town along the way. Yes. Uh, yeah. Including two universities. Uh, Bridgewater State and and uh, JFK Station where UMass. I would have loved located. to take the train to Bridgewater when I, used, I went there. I used to take it to Brockton yeah. because it, I got, avoided all this traffic. Twenty four is is awful. Right. 
Yeah. Yep. Right. So, so the other thing I'll point out, just Marcus brought it up. Um, Herald News just did an article, and and they did a fairly interesting study. Uh, what's cheaper? What takes less time? The train, car, bus. I think they throw an Uber for the fun of it, right? right? Yeah. Uh, maybe a helicopter, whatever it might have been. Right. But the train beat every mode of transportation dramatically in time to get back and forth to Boston, reliability, yeah. freeing up discretionary time so you can do something other yes. than pounding your head against the windshield. <laughs> right. Yeah, and, right. Then, and then last but That's not exactly least, it. cost. The yeah. train beat the other modes of transportation by about a third, and in some cases by half. All right, so there's no question the train is going to be an effective way, an efficient way to get there, and a more productive way to get to Boston or anywhere else. The other thing is the train runs both ways. An awful lot of people will come down, right? And right. we're trying to build a tourist industry, right? And I had the first hotel built on the watch. Now we have two. It seems to me we want to bring as many people down. You got the Welling Museum. You have these tremendous, tremendous artists. Yeah, right. Everything that you could possibly ask for. Plus, UMass, Boston, uh, UMass Dartmouth. So right. you'll have this synergy back and forth with these ed education quarters. Last but not least, however you feel about climate, we know it has some some relationship to carbon emissions train dramatically reduces the number of cars going back and forth yeah. to these to these places that's a good thing secondly the train will only get more efficient that's yes, right the train we're getting the line we're in here now we've had this is the first time since the late 50s we're going to be able to ride the train and then last and this is not last because you could list hundreds of different advantages on this but last the train is a train system I think I want to go to Pittsfield in a year right. and a half. I'll be able to go to Pittsfield from yeah. Bedford. I think I'd like to go to Albany, New York. Goes to Albany. I think I want to go up to Montreal. Goes to Montreal. I think I want to change in Providence and go down south. You're going to be able to get... It's the same thing I used to say about the airport. Eventually, you'll go to your new Bedford Transportation Center, and you will go... I'm not going to tell you you're going to get over overseas, over the ocean. Unless you <laughs> not yet. That giant not tunnel. yet. Right. But you will go anywhere in the continental United States, Canada, by a train system. It also has dramatically increased the freight uh, efficiency. So Let's, vote yes on question five. Let's go to the phones. 508-996-0500. Good evening. You're live with Mayor Lang. Hi. Hi. I just want to say this. There's a lot more to this than meets the eye. And my first question is, why is New Bedford and Fall River voting whether they're going to extend the MBTA to those two cities when they're already working to extend the railroad? I don't understand That's the question. That's the first question. Okay. I don't, the I've, second question I've got is that this. One. Yeah, I have that one. Uh, the Lakeville Station uh, I suppose Lakeville pays for its membership. Yes. But so does Taunton. Why does Taunton pay for MBTA? And if New Bedford and Fall River get the MBTA service, what about the towns around the MBTA? Mm. Yeah. My third question is, mm -hmm. the MBTA is a mess. <laughs> And it's costing millions, and the taxpayers are paying for it. And, and, and you're getting nothing for that, by the way. Right. Yeah, right. And they're spending two 
much money. Okay, so let's let's they talk the great money thing to extend. So those are three maybe questions. Not. Maybe they've got the six hundred million that I heard the other day on your radio station. Thanks for the question, sir. We'll, Wait a minute. We'll answer. Wait a minute, please. One more question. Okay, four okay. questions. How could I not now? Right. <laughs> yeah, right. Six hundred million to replace the new Bedford Fairhaven Bridge. Mm-hmm. What uh-huh. in hell are we doing? And the answer to that is Rhetorical. well. Maybe the traffic Fixing won't the be stopped for 20 minutes now. Maybe it'll be only for 10. The answer to the bridge problem in saving $100 million is to remove it. Saving? Remove the bridge? Yeah. Are we going to pole vault over to New Bedford? How, how are we going to get there? The Actually, you know what? I like that. I'm going to stay here. <laughs> Do you live in New Bedford? Let's get rid Scott of can't go home now. Remove the bridge. Remove okay. the bridge. Thanks for the call, sir. Thank, <laughs> thank you. you for the call. Give yourself it's... the money. Okay, thank no, you, no. sir. That one hundred million sir. is not going to take. Okay. The sir, answer sir, I appreciate, problem. sir, I appreciate your call. You're going to take your answer off air. I appreciate Thank it. There's you. other calls on the line. Uh, so we've got a few calls on the line. We're going to get to you in 508-996-0500 right after mailing answers that robust uh, set of questions. So there were four. Now let me go through. All right. <laughs> so here's what it is. Let me, let me, first of all, sir, we're all taxpayers. We understand. And there's nothing worse than watching tax money being burned in barrels. Right. Okay. I've hated that since time is time on. So I'm, I'm with you on that. Let's talk about the train. Uh, will towns that have stops vote to accept being in the MBTA district? The answer is yes, they will. So this is not just the cities. Is anyone well, on the track? My understanding is that the towns that surround the city... I, I don't think they get a vote. They don't get a vote. My no. understanding is the towns that surround the city, like, so... The reason Totten isn't voting is because they border Lakeville. Right. So New Be- what borders New Bedford is Freetown, Acushnet, Fairhaven, Dartmouth. So they would be part of the MBTA district because they border the, the New Bedford. Right, But and Freetown has a station. And Freetown has a so, station, right. So there's, I think the, the, the big question the guy asked, and it's not illogical, why were they building the, the trains before they ever took the vote? Okay. So my understanding is that uh, more than... More than five years ago, uh, any any town that was going to, or city that was going to have train stations was told eventually you'll take this vote. Yep. Uh, it was unclear five years ago whether or not the train was going to be built. I Correct. say it was never going to be built. Okay. Right. I think the Hockamock Swamp was an illusion. This is the tr- this is the route that I've always advocated for. Use existing track. It's the cheapest way. It's the most environmentally appropriate way. So right now we pay for Serta. And the fact is, the Southeastern Regional Transit Authority, the fact is, our membership, the payment that we make to CERTA is going to also cover the MBTA assessment. Should the MBTA run passenger rail? I don't know. And I think that's a darn good question for the next administration to come in and discuss. Because maybe you need, maybe MBTA should cover only that proper Boston area and let them dig out from the nightmare that they have going there, Right. right? And have a passenger uh, service agency that runs the passenger service because we don't need to subsidize. We already subsidized the big dig. We already right. subsidize every day everything that goes on in Boston. The train is our train when it leaves our station. Right. When it gets up to Freetown, it's Freetown's train. <laughs> when it gets up to Taunton where there will be a stop, it's yeah. Taunton's train. But when I get on in New Bedford, it's my, it's my train at my station. Right. My tax dollars have helped that. 
when I send my money up to Boston, I want our money back. So it's that simple. So Scott, you know? one one thing people may may or not may not know is is that one penny every time you purchase something, one penny of the sales tax, which is a lot of money, one penny, one one cent out of your sales tax goes to the MBTA directly. Yeah. Every one penny of every transaction, sales tax, sales tax transaction in Massachusetts yeah. goes to the MBTA now. So you're already paying. So you might as well get something for it. Right. right. And you don't want the, you don't want the mess that no. the MBTA is. We want something that runs efi- efficiently and is something that we can count on for the future. I heard a, I heard an interview in Commonwealth Magazine with um, Rep. Strauss, chair of the, trans- the House Transportation Committee, and then the re- uh, the senator from Lynn, I forget his name, who was chairman of the Senate Transportation Committee. It's always McGee. And they have, it's always McGee. <laughs> it's been <laughs> McGee and, since the 60s. And they have, well, the <laughs> thing is, is that they have, no, uh, Tommy McGee, yeah, yeah. They brought him. That's not him. They brought. He was mentioned in the the interview, but um, it was his father. But uh, I don't know. So anyway, it was. It was. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's always McGee. So, uh, but they were saying they've got ideas. Right. Is what I'm saying is I think they've got ideas about how the MBTA can be changed, and you know whether or not Healy's going to take some advice on that. She's going to have to mm-hmm. for them to execute some of those changes. But the, the the fact of the matter is, people in Beacon Hill are going to work towards making this better. Especially someone who's in the South Coast who's made this a legacy project for him, you so know, Scott, Mike Strauss. One other thing is that on this vote, I don't know where it got lost in the confusion, but I, I want to ask you this because you were in since 2005. You always knew you were going to be joining the MBTA district. Yeah, absolutely. Right. If you I, get the train, you're part of the district. Right. We're, the, we're, the second, we're, the, we're the largest city in the state that doesn't have the train. I remember uh, the and there are hundreds of cities or towns in the MBTA district because they're all clumped together up yeah. north. A couple, a couple of weeks ago when, the, when this first ballot question came out, I thought the rollout was terrible. The rollout was terrible. Look, back in the 90s when I was on the board of selectmen in Freetown and Scott was doing the union contracts, right? We had a lot of meetings back then. Um, John Quinn came in and addressed the board of selectmen because I asked him, is there any way we don't have to join the district so we don't have to pay? And he laughed at me and said, said no, no, everyone's got to pay. Yeah. That's the way it goes. It's how the whole thing's funded. Um, so the idea that we have elected officials here acting like they never knew we were going to, I don't understand what the game is. I mean, it, they ought to just admit they weren't paying attention because this yeah. has been well known. Yeah. Um, but it's adding a level of confusion that's unnecessary. Well, so well, I, I agree with that. The other thing I want to say is the train provides everything from Smart growth, which means economic development, yep. jobs, taxes, okay, tax money coming into our area. The train is not a uh, uh, gentrification process. The train is, is meat and potatoes. Everybody, yeah. everybody at a point or another is going to use the train, depend on the train, or get the benefit of the train. It's not for the fun of it. This is not like, gee, we'd like to have a yacht center. <laughs> right? This is not a yachting center, right? It's, it's a, a commuter rail. Yeah. It's a train. Right. It's right. a train it's a that yeah. most, you know... Yeah. <laughs> think about the golden spike. Think about, you know, right. promontory point, all this stuff. I mean, come on. It, it, it is a railroad train. This is some so, great so American Let's actually tell you move people. Let's right. go back to and the freight. Let's go back to the phones before we have to take a break. Good evening. Hey, guys. Um, Mayor, um, I'm curious. When was the last time you took a, a train ride? And where'd you go from where to where? So. Thanks for the call. That, that's, that's a great question. So before the. Uh, since the pandemic started, which is a whole nother show, right? But since the pandemic started, uh, I have not been, I don't think I've been on a train. Prior to that, though, 
uh, I was on the train fairly regularly from Providence down to uh, the New York area. Yeah, that, that's I used to Providence, do that a lot. Yeah. That's the train I used to take. Providence yeah. to yeah, D.C., but also Lakeville up to Boston. But right. I'm going to say something that's very important, and, I, and I'm glad you asked me this, and I, I, I'd almost blushing because it seems like I asked you to call and ask this question. <laughs> but I am perhaps the only one, perhaps, who's taken the train from New Bedford to Boston. And I did that uh, when I was trying to proof out this route. So, oh. I, so I grabbed the train up near uh, Henry uh, Wainer's, uh, Sid Wainer's uh, factory, right. uh, warehouse. I hopped on a freight. Uh, they knew I was hopping on it. Some real Butch Cassidy stuff. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> so I hopped on a freight right. and I rode up uh, to Taunton. And when we got to Taunton, we took the uh, the, the left hand, uh, the right hand spur, and I went up to Lakeville, and then I took the train from Lakeville to Boston. Now I was advocating for that route at that time, and it, by the way, dry, on a the freight train from New Bedford to Taunton at that time, the maximum speed was between five and ten miles an hour. So literally, you could hop off the train, trot next to it, and then hop back on. <laughs> right. But it was an unbelievable trip. It was really f very interesting, a lot of fun. Let, let, oh, sorry. And, and, then went, and then went up to Boston, right? So everyone was saying, there's no way you can ever use that route. The great thing about it was when Governor Patrick came down to tell us we were getting the train, but through Hockamock Swamp, he took that route. And when he took that route, I said this. I just clapped my hands. Right. I got him. Okay. <laughs> right, right, right. If he was able to get down here by train, and now it was a little quicker because they had upgraded the track, the continued welded, welded rail track. Right. So he was able to come down about 30 miles an hour from Taunton. So it's the greatest thing ever. And then, and then what they did was they began running the Cape Cod Flyer. Yes. And when they did that, yeah. I knew right. we got him. Because right. when they extended the train down to Hyannis, what it meant was. You did no longer. You no longer had to back up, which was the big argument when you got to Lakeville, because the train that was going from Boston down to Hyannis could pick up the southerly track. Right. We could just run. We could make a left-hand turn and run from Lakeville right up to Bridgewater and then up. So the the point is, they began building a train system. We began taking advantage of it, and that and that's what it's all about. So I appreciate that question very, very much. So let's actually take a break. I see you guys on the line waiting patiently. Continue to wait patiently, and we can talk to Mayor Lang at the end of the uh, after this break. This is South Coast tonight. Fourteen twenty WBSN. Rude for me to do that. I agree, but it's all right. <laughs> it was actually pretty rude. For me to say. <laughs> hey, 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 you, hey, dummy. Hey, let's go. <laughs> all right. So we actually have some calls on the line, waiting patiently to speak with Mayor Lang at five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred. So let's go. Good evening. Good evening, and I got some. I got some answers to your questions, uh, Marcus. Sure. Okay. Here's the deal. The governor of Massachusetts. Set aside one billion dollars for the uh, commuter rail on New Bedford and Fall River, and they've already put down a lot of welded rail down. And the Honorable Scott Lang is correct about that. If you go to SouthCoastRail.com, you can see what they have done, and they've done an outstanding job on that. And I've been keeping track of that. 
Yeah. So, Actually, MassDOT will send you emails if you're on an email list. I get them, too. Yeah. And I must tell you, they're doing a fantastic job. And for what I understand, it's not going to cost the city of New Bedford one dollar for that train to come to New Bedford or yep. Fall River, for that matter. Mm-hmm. Because they set aside one billion dollars for this project. And you know what would be really smart? There's an area on Union Street that has the sign Black Lives Matter. Okay, that would be a perfect site for a multi-level parking garage and have Surga pick up those passengers there to shuttle them to the train. Interesting. I haven't thought of it that way. All right, thanks, Big Al. Appreciate Th- it. Appreciate Big it, Big Al. Thanks for calling. Yeah, no, he's right about that. I mean, the thing is, is they built it because they're putting so much they're putting so much money into this that like they're really hoping that you vote for it. You so, know? so the finance of the MBTA, your tax dollars, you know, big, my, ta- right. my tax dollars, they're already they've already been spent. The, it's, it's already gone. The finance of the MBTA district, the bonding system, how it works, are incumbent upon the cities and towns in the district paying for it. Freetown's already writing a check. Um, they don't have the service yet, but um, look, we have to be part of the train. The idea that we're going to now say no is ridiculous, and that's why we, we, we want to talk about it, because I do recognize there are people with questions. There's nothing wrong with having questions. It's a big deal. No, it uh, and they should have all been explained a long yes, time ago. Yes, yeah. but That's a problem. They should have all been explained. Yeah. Yes. Can I, can I uh, of course. say oh, one I gotta, thing? Oh, i got to ask one question. Yes. yes. You're the Honorable Scott Lang. Uh, well, Both, you and I are the Honorable. I, yes, Honorable. We're, we're Honorable, too, yes. right? Because we're elected officials and former elected officials? Yes. Okay. The first time, yeah. I, I, first time I, I, I quibble in, with all of that. I, <laughs> I was in an organization, and I and they put me on the on the letterhead on the side, you know? Yeah. And I, that's when I realized I'm Honorable. Yeah, yeah. Right? They, I was an alumni. I'm, I'm an Honorable. I'm, I'm yes. a Public Works Commissioner. The Honorable I'm Marcus of, Farrow. Yeah, I'm the Honorable Marcus Farrow. Everybody's yes. saying the Honorable Esquire. Scott Lang. Esquire. Yeah, Esquire, exactly. too. This, Esquires, yeah. This, this is exactly the reason. And why I quibble with it. <laughs> now, can I, can I uh, just, there was another question that the first gentleman asked. Oh, why don't, we blow, why don't we blow up the bridge? About the bridge. <laughs> um, the bridge, there is no doubt that uh, since, well, from my perspective, uh, since the late 70s, mid 70s, there has been, there have been plans to replace the bridge. Yes. One plan that I saw well before I was an elected official showed that the bridge started somewhere near the Kentucky Fried Chicken okay. and ended some somewhere near just before the high school. Okay. It resembled uh, a Braga-type bridge. Okay. okay. Just okay. leaped over everything. Uh, everyone looked at that and realized that we've lost our soul. If we ever do anything like that, it's over. You know, right. Done. Right. So uh, along the years, there have been different... Uh, studies done, including when I was in office, uh, Frank, Barney Frank got the money to fund a study of the bridge. And they came out with a Baskell bridge approach, uh, a drawbridge type of approach, a lift type of approach, which is the bridge that uh, the Cape Cod Canal has for the yeah. rail. Right? Yes. I've been hearing mostly about that from people involved, that, that they're looking yeah. at the lift. So so the, the I think, all right, now who the heck am I? I'm not an engineer by any means. Uh, I think the best bridge would be a draw type of bridge because it gives you a 
on uh, the ceiling is the sky, right? And you have to widen it out. And I can tell you, if we lived in Florida, we already had one or two of those already. Right. And they would have taken six months to install it. Yes. Yeah. And they would have built it uh, on a barge or something and just floated it in. And no one would have been the wiser. One morning you'd wake up and you'd right. say, where's the old bridge? And they so would have true. replaced it. No, without a doubt, yes. right? Uh, the, the fact is that we are locked in right now. Uh, the Upper Harbor and then the Acushnet River is all locked in right now because of uh, the... the I, I, the only way to call it are the limitations of the 100-year-old bridge. It's a beautiful bridge, gorgeous. Phoenix will buy it from us and put it up next to the London Bridge, right? right. But the fact of the matter is we do need to modernize that if we're going to take advantage of the north uh, part of the harbor. Yeah. Uh, other than that, waiting, I agree with the gentleman saying, what's the difference between waiting 10 minutes or 15 minutes for the bridge? That's all true unless it's an ambulance, but that's all true. You sit there, I roll down the window listen to the radio, right. suck in the, the, uh, you know, the air, listen to the seagulls, and I'm ha perfectly happy. And if I am close enough, I try and get out of the car and watch the thing work because it's, it's like a little kid. You know, you bring them to a construction site, you right. don't have to worry. He's going to watch all day. Right. <laughs> so, but the point is, we do need a new bridge. Do I think it's going to cost $100 million? I think it's going to cost more than $100 million. I would yeah. always think so. Right? Yeah. Yeah, and I know that the mayor is, is very much in favor of this, and I'm in favor of a new bridge as well. So 508-996-0500, the former and future mayor and the current mayor are in favor of the oh, new bridge. Former mayor. Right. Well, that's true. That is true. Yeah, that's true, good, right? Yeah. Good mm. evening. You're live. Yeah. Uh, so, so Marcus is still in uh, debate mode. He is limiting the, the, uh, the questioners. Well, the, the phone lines are full. My follow-up to, to the mayor uh, asked, after I asked, uh, you know, the last time he took a a uh, train trip was you're kind of typical of a lot of folks that are train promoters is you know occasionally you'll ride a train it's been a couple of years i don't know how often you use it oh you still commute so, by so, train so, all the so time here's a, here's a comparison yeah go ahead because you're just talking about the bridge did you take the train to the station here did you take it to wvsm today no. Oh, no, well, I didn't. So, I, no, I mean, I, no, do as they say, not as they do, that's, right? That's, that's pretty clever, Marcus. How about letting me get a question in? No, I want to hear it. Go <laughs> ahead, please, sir. Go ahead. Yeah, no, that, that was pretty good. Um, so, to, just comparing it to the bridge. Say the bridge that comes in way over $100 million. Say it costs $200 million. Right. Okay. And now the the rail is going to cost $2 billion, right? No, but keep going. Keep going. But No, but keep going. The rail, the rail through Hockamock would have cost two billion, but the rail coming, but taking existing rail line, putting continually this welded rail, uh, upgrading it so it can carry freight, is not costing anywhere near two billion. But go ahead. All right. Well, fair enough. But the, but it's a it's a it's a factor of of, of many, if not ten. Um, but the the thing about the bridge is the bridge between Fairhaven and New Bedford handles a lot more traffic than that train ever will. All right, so can I can I say something that's really important? And I think I want you to think about this, but I, I'm certainly not trying to uh, debate you or change your mind in any way. But when I was looking at the bridge, when, when I was in office, they were building a bridge for $400 million somewhere in Boston that I'm looking at and saying the bridge that was there was in pretty good shape. What's happening here? And my point on this is, and I want you to start thinking this way, and people in this area need to think this way, and that's why you have to vote. It's our money. It's our money. So if you say to me, 
well, it's our money, but my priority is not the bridge. I want to hear you definitely. But if you say to me, I don't think we should do the bridge because we can't afford it. You've already paid for it, but you've paid for it in some other locality. It's time for us to get things that are very important for our economy. That we've paid for. And our, that we've already paid for somewhere else. And our disposable time, which I believe is probably the number one issue right. that affects yeah. all of us today, is disposable time. Disposable time means how much time do we have during the day that someone takes from us that we'd love to have for our, ourselves and our family. So watching the bridge for 15 minutes, I love it. But if I had that 15 minutes and you multiply it, because I do take that bridge every day at a different part of the day every day. Yeah, my, my point was the bridge is a more efficient expenditure of Yeah, but we can do both. Then, That's then, what then I'm saying. Right, I agree with you, right. but we so, can do so both. Just, just to... And, and we're gonna we're we're thanks for the call. I appreciate it because yeah. I'm sorry we got to take a break in a minute. So just to rein this like in, less than a minute. Actually. It was the call that co-mingled the bridge and the train conversation. They are separate conversations. Yes, they are entirely separate conversations. There's no reason to co-mingle those two conversations. No, the first the first uh, caller was a great caller, but yeah. he did take two major major issues, put them in the same. Right. Same Let's call. take a break. We're gonna take a break. Download the. We got to take a break. So stay tuned. If you're on the line, stay on the line. The New England Patriots are... So, uh, Mayor Lang, you, you, yeah. you going to hang around yes. a little bit after eight? Sure. For, for a, a little while, I'd be happy to say... Uh, we, we took his keys. He doesn't know that yet. Yeah, right. So, we'll be back. We'll uh, take your calls. If you're on the line, stay on the line. If you want to call 508-996-0500, Mayor Lang will be happy to answer your questions about the MBTA. 